Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. It's a really gloomy looking morning. I haven't seen the sun for three days. It's a little bit drizzly and it's a perfect time to talk about some of the more creepy things that happen and are going on at this time. So this is something that happened to me earlier this week. One of my clients that I have known for at least 10 years came in and as we were talking, it's almost as if her personality changed. And just out of nowhere, she looked at me from the corner of her eye and she said, you know, you cannot get a religious exemption for the COVID shot. And I was thinking, where in the world did this come from? How does she know what I have or have not done? Or how I even think or feel about anything? So I just nodded my head and I said, yeah, okay. Like, I I don't know who was looking for a religious exemption type of thing. And then she continued looking at me from the corner of her eye and she said, you know, Even your Pope has come out and said that everyone should get the COVID shot. And once again, I'm thinking, where did this come from? And what do you mean, my Pope? This woman is really, really Catholic. So how is she giving him to me all of a sudden? The majority of people who know me know that I really do not care for the Pope. This guy is, uh, I mean, I say this all the time that some of the things that he has said go against the Catholic Church and go against Christianity in itself. So I don't really pay too much attention to him. I don't care what he says or what he endorses. So I just nodded my head again because I'm not the type of person that's going to argue with someone over things that, well, things that really don't matter. I'm not, I'm not an arguing type of person. So, okay. Once again, I just nodded my head. I said, yeah, okay. And then she just kind of snapped out of it and became her old, her old self again. And it's even. And this lasted for maybe 60 seconds, this whole thing. And so it's as if even the air around her changed. It's hard for me to explain, but not only her demeanor changed, but even the air around her changed. It was different. It was as if she was kind of like in some sort of a bubble of her own where everything just kind of stopped, even the air around her. 
and became, in a way, kind of heavy. There was a heaviness. And it, this whole thing did not last very long. So I was thinking about it, even at that time. But as the day progressed and after she left, I continued to think about it. The next day in the morning when I was getting ready to go to work, it just struck me something that I, I guess maybe I was um, trying to push back in the back of my mind because I didn't want to deal with anything like this, but it, it suddenly occurred to me that what seems to have happened in that short amount of time is that she was taken over by a different spirit that was not her own. And I tell you this because it was, it was just very, very bizarre. It was not just a regular, we were having this conversation about this stuff and, uh, I mentioned something and she just said, oh, well, you know what? No, it didn't work that way. She just came out of left field with this stuff. And as much as I was reluctant to feel that way, I tried to just push it out of my mind. It, it's not going away and I really do feel that she was, in fact, taken over by something else for that 60-second period of time. It was just such a big difference from the way she normally is. And I have known this person for at least 10 years. It's probably longer than that, but I'm just going to say at least 10 years. So I really don't know what's going on with this whole thing. Um, and just because she's very Catholic, that doesn't um, like that. I'm not going to say it doesn't mean anything because it does, but that doesn't maybe put up enough of a barrier for her not to be taken over. I don't know what she does in the meantime. I know plenty of Catholics who go to Mass on Sundays and who otherwise seem to practice Catholicism and who have had very, very strange dealings and have even been practicing occultists in the meantime. I'm not saying that's what she does, but I'm saying that I do know people. And as a matter of fact, I can say this with complete confidence because I used to be one of them. I started, <clears throat> wow, I started getting into it while I was still practicing Catholicism. And while I still knew better, but it's very, very clever the way it slowly drags you in. It's very clever. So perhaps that's what's happening here. I don't know. All I know is what I experienced with her earlier this week. And then... Like, uh, 
couple of days later, I get this text from her. And it said, oh, sorry, I, it was, I accidentally butt dialed you. Well, I didn't have any missed calls on my phone or anything. So I text her back and I told her, I don't have any missed calls from her or anyone else at that time. And then she texts me back and she said, oh, it was a text. Now, okay, how do you but text someone? I mean, come on. At that moment, I thought, here we go again. There's something going on here. So I'm pretty sure even if I sat on my phone, it cannot accidentally text someone. Even if I was speaking, you know, you have to press that little microphone icon to do the talk to text thing. And then you have to push the send little icon. So I really don't know what's going on with this whole thing, but there is definitely something there. Not to mention, she has absolutely no one living with her. She doesn't even have a pet. No cat, no fish, no gerbil. She has nothing. She is completely and totally alone. She has no children. She has no husband, no anything. This woman is alone. She has nieces and nephews, and when she sees them, she actually drives and goes to their house or goes to meet them somewhere. She has no one. So things like this can all, not in every case, but can in a a lot of cases, lead to something that may be going on with her. She may have actually unknowingly conjured something. So it, it depends what's going to happen next. She knows what I do. So if there's anything that starts to happen that's out of the ordinary with her, if she is not somehow doing this herself, I know that she will tell me about it. So let's just see what happens. And I hope that it's not the case. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's something that I wanted to share with you. That was my experience. I don't know what's going on here. Maybe because it's so early in the morning and I'm never usually doing this this early. And I just seem to have to clear my throat. I guess I'm not used to talking this much at 7 a.m. I don't know. <clears throat> but anyways, okay, let's get on to the next one. I was contacted recently by someone who's telling me that they do not have a history of sleepwalking. This woman is, I believe she's in her early 40s. She is a happy person. 
She doesn't have any uh, issues as far as mental issues, no alcohol abuse, no nothing like that. She's not a dabbler. She's not a person who has is practicing or has practiced anything uh, occultist or anything like that. And the reason I'm telling you this is because this is how she opened her story. Like I haven't done anything. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I'm not. I don't drug. I don't do anything like that. And she is just a um, normal, regular person. So recently, what's been happening to her is that she said she was having a dream one night. She didn't remember the dream. But what happened to her is she woke up out in her front yard. And when she woke up in her front yard and she was standing up out there, she thought that she was dreaming that. So she went back in her house and sat on her bed and was like, okay, I'm in a dream. I'm dreaming this. So she lay back down and went back to sleep and woke up the next morning with dirt and grass on the bottom of her feet and on the edges of her pajamas, which indicated that she wasn't dreaming. She actually did go outside. So now she's a little frightened because she doesn't want to end up out there and someone come by and kill her or do whatever to her. So she double locks her front door and makes sure everything is secured, locks her bedroom door, and goes to bed that night. Well... It, it didn't happen consecutively, but it happened a few nights later because she thought, okay, I didn't do that tonight, so it was probably just a one-time type of thing and so on. Well, she had another dream, and this time she recalls that it was someone calling her and telling her to come outside for they could go and look for something. She said, I don't remember it in detail, but someone was outside saying, come and um, look for something. And she said whoever the person was, was familiar to her. She knew who they were. And that's why in her dream, which she thought it was a dream, she went outside. This time, it was in her backyard. So she woke up in her backyard. Now she's really scared. She was like, I can't convince myself that I'm dreaming now because this has already happened before. She went back inside and now she's shaking and she's really, really scared. What's causing this? She has never done this. What is going on? These uh, type of things are, in the first place, my own personal opinion is that this is not a dream that she's having. This is actually something or someone coming and actually speaking to her. And I'm not even saying that this necessarily means that it's a, an entity or a ghostly type of thing of any kind. This could actually be 
a living person, someone that she knows who for whatever reason is like putting this signal out here and she is catching it. It may even be someone she doesn't know. It could be a, this is what I think. I think it's a living person who's putting some type of signal out there, maybe not even to her. Maybe it's meant for someone else. And she's just picking up on it, and that's why she's doing these things. She is picking up on this signal. I know it sounds strange, but this would not be the first case, the first incident of this type. The thing about it is that different people have different ways of blocking these things out. One of the ways that I know people who who are capable of receiving this type of thing, receiving like these airwave messages, is to put something around their head. Some people have a, it's easy as just putting like a beanie cap on their head, putting something like that, just to block it. Some people say, no, you have to use something that is, like of nature, raw silk, for example. If you have a raw silk scarf or things like this, you can make like a head covering out of that and use that. They tell me you cannot use synthetics because it, it doesn't have that capability to block these things. I know for myself, when I used to do investigations, when I used to actually go in places, I would just wear a, a, a hood over my head. And that did the trick for me. So there are many options of things that are available out there for her. And I just gave her a list of options for her to cover her head with. Something that's comfortable and you can sleep in. So I will update you guys about that as soon as I hear anything else. But this, yeah, this was um, a little creepy. I mean, I do not want to go to bed at night and wake up out in my front yard under the stars. No. So... I will definitely let you know what's happening with that. The other thing I want to let you know about, um, remember a couple of weeks ago when I was uh, telling you about there's a place in the middle of one of these empty acreage lots that I can see that looks like there used to be a house there. There is a foundation there. There's no house, but there is a foundation and what looks like what once was a fireplace. It's not the whole chimney thing that you can see. It's like the, the fireplace itself, but just parts of it. It's not fully intact. And maybe a little bit of what was once the chimney. And this particular structure or foundation 
is not anything that is modern looking because this fireplace, for example, one of the newer houses, if the only thing left here at my house was the foundation and a little bit of the fireplace, it would look totally different. For one thing, there would be metal in the chimney area and it would just have a different look. The chimney is not connected in the way that, for example, they used to do back a long time ago. It's a whole different setup. So this area, this foundation looks to me like it was probably built in, oh man, who knows? Um, <clears throat> prior to, I would say this thing was built prior to the 1950s. This thing may have even been built out there at the turn of the century, maybe in the early 1900s, the way it looks to me. So remember me telling you that I wanted to go there and get as close to this foundation as I possibly can because something about it just always struck me as I was driving by. Something just almost like compelling me to go and take a look at this thing and get closer. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was uh, burned down in a fire because as long as I've been here and as long as I know people who have been coming by this area for 30 years, if not more, they have never seen a house there or any type of structure at all. So I wanted to go there. Well, I think I know why now. I've never gotten to go and look and stand in that foundation or even get close enough to look what is in it. So as I was going by there a few days ago, now there's a fence around it. They have put a fence, not a brick or not even a chain link. It's like this little meshy looking type of fence. I mean, you can see right through it. But this has happened within the past week. There was never this fence there before. So I cannot go, I can't get very close to that thing now. I could probably get about mm, seven, eight feet away and that's as close as I, I would be able to get. So what I think has been happening there, probably more recently, is that there have probably been some sort of rituals performed there, some type of activity there. And I'm willing to say this with total confidence because it's, it's as in the middle of nowhere practically as you can get in a city that's building up in the city that's growing. There are not too many out of the way, middle of nowhere places. And this is just one of them. And as you look at it, it's perfect. Because you've got that foundation, which is concrete, 
and it is in the location it's in, I'm willing to bet that uh, that's what has been going on. And something happened. Maybe there were some people caught out there. Maybe the police caught them, notified whoever owns that land, and that's why they put that fence up. So if it was just like some kids out there smoking pot or whatever that they do drinking, I don't think that it would have necessarily been fenced in. I don't think that it would have been a big deal. And they probably wouldn't even have been able to be seen. So I believe that there was fire involved. That's how it was spotted. But now I can't even get close enough to see if there's anything actually there on that foundation. Like in the center of it. And the thing isn't very big. Whatever this thing was, from what I can see, looks like it may have been about 600 square feet. It's not a really big looking thing, but that's only from what I can see. So um, I don't know how I'd be able to see what I need to see unless I have a drone that is able to hover over there and take some pictures now that it's fenced. The other um, thing that I wanted to say is that is exactly now what's happening in one of the areas where these lights have been seen, where we have seen these lights, those solar light looking things. On one of the areas, they are starting to put up that same type of fence. You can see right through it. It's not a chain link. It's like they put these little stakes in the ground and then they unroll this little mesh type metal fence. Well, they're starting to do that now with one of the spots where the lights have been seen. And it was recently brought to my attention by my um, acquaintance, who is a free man, Sydney, who says that particular clump of trees, the largest clump of trees, is actually where the other guy that he knows went to sleep one night and woke up like a day and a half, two days later, missing some of his teeth. I didn't know that before, that that was the area. He said, oh yeah, that is where he woke up missing some of his teeth like two days later and nothing else was taken. He had his watch. He had his his uh, backpack that he carries, he had all of his belongings just missing some teeth. And he didn't have dentures or any type of thing. He had all his own teeth and he woke up missing a few of them. With no blood, no nothing. And I, we were talking about it and, you know, it's been a while ago. And it was like, you know, it was like, one or two days later, because he looked at his watch when he woke up 
And the date was like two days later or something like that. And he right away could feel that something was different in his mouth and he had like some teeth missing. So there is something going on in that area. They haven't fenced the whole thing off yet. I don't know if we're going to be able to go there again. I don't know when they're going to resume putting this thing up. But anyhow, you all know that what happened to us is that these things, these lights, appeared on the other side, closer to the freeway. They weren't in the huge lot. They were on the other side of the highway. So there's something going on. And as far as I've been coming out here and driving in those areas, it's been for at least like uh, maybe 15 years. And all of a sudden, they're fencing this stuff in. It's, it just speaks about something going on when you see this type of thing happening. There are many empty lots that I drive by on the way even to uh, around Temecula, around whatever, um, there's a road that you can take from like Hemet or something like that to Temecula. It's almost like a, it's a two-lane road, countryish looking thing. There's plenty of open field and emptiness out there and there are no fences. So I definitely think that one of the reasons for this is because of the reports are getting bigger now. There are more and more reports about these things happening and these areas. So we just uh, keep you updated about that. See what's happening out there. The other thing that I wanted to tell you about as far as um, the house where that mirror, where they broke that mirror that they got at the antique shop, is that that house was supposedly cleared by somebody who we don't know. I don't know who this person is. But it was told to me that this person is a shaman. And they went and did a clearing. And that they used sage and um, went through the whole house. But they are still experiencing activity. And at some times it seems to be getting worse. And this is the thing about it's okay. For one thing, there are people who are shaman. I have known shamans when I lived in Oklahoma. And they are very powerful. These are Native American shaman. Here, and this, these type of people, because you have people who can call themselves whatever they want. But what they do is they discredit the people who really are, for example, shaman, who really are capable of doing certain things. And all it takes is one person to discredit a group of people.
So my first question was, were you guys in the house or were you out of the house when this person did this? They were in the house and they walked through the house. The other thing I asked was, did this shaman go to the four corners? And they didn't know what I was talking about. So right away, when they didn't know, I already, I, I was like, okay, we have to get somebody out here. Like the four corners. Because as far as Native American shaman, who, in my opinion, are, are the best, who wrote the book as far as this type of thing, they always go to the four corners. Even Native Americans, period, they go to the four corners when they're doing things like this. Even when they're praying, it's always the four corners. So that was just like a very simple question. They looked at me like, gave me this deer in the headlights look. This person did not go out in the yard. All they did was walk through the house with the sage and just spread the, you know, spread the smoke around and saying some sort of um, thing. And they walked around, the homeowners walked around with them with, okay, that, that's not anything out of the ordinary. A lot of times people walk with the person who's doing the clearing. And a lot of times the person that's doing the clearing may ask the people to leave. I don't know if it's just personal preference or if it is for a reason such as maybe in a more uh, demonic type of extraction, maybe they will ask the people to leave and come in towards the end. I'm not sure about it because I don't do that. So hopefully um, soon I'll be able to get some answers about this and after afterwards, after the this particular house has been cleared. So that's what I've got about that. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, you have to be careful. I know that a lot of people, they become desperate. They start looking around. They go and look online for uh, ghost hunter groups, ghost investigation groups in the area. They'll get people to come out or... Sometimes people don't even go out. Sometimes they just don't show up, like what happened to um, the individual I was telling you about a few days ago. They just don't show up, don't return phone calls, don't return texts. And when that happens, it's probably for the best. You probably wouldn't have want that person or those people to go and try to do anything at all. So I would say that that's probably for the best. A lot of people will just go in there and do their investigating and then uh, challenge and demand things of whatever these spirits are that are inhabiting the certain locations and make things worse for the people who live there.
So you've got to be very, very careful. It's almost like you have to research whoever is going to come in and clear your house. You have to make sure that these people are reputable. That's why I have just a small group of people who I would ever recommend. Because all of these individuals are people who know what they're doing and they are not going to come in and make things worse. They know exactly what they're doing. So anyways, you know, we have talked about Shaman before. It was probably sometime last year when we spoke about that and how, I mean, I, I can't say this about everyone. Everyone who says that they're a shaman, I can't say that they're not. But what I can say is that you have to be very aware of what it takes for someone to really and truly be a shaman. So there are, there is, um, a criteria to being able to call yourself that. And we might get into that a little bit later um, at another time because I, it's hard for me to say. I, maybe I'm biased. Maybe I just feel better about the Native American shaman. So that's why it's a little difficult for me to talk about in an unbiased sort of way. Just like there are a lot of um, Hispanics. You know, they don't call themselves shaman. Usually they're called like curanderos. There are a lot of them who are very, very good. I knew one in the past who was very good and who actually taught me a lot. I know that, um, I don't know if she still does it. I haven't had contact with her in years. This was um, when I was barely getting an understanding of certain things that happen in this world. And she taught me so much as well as another, another one. She was actually a healer. She was going to a church. It was a metaphysical church that she was attending to learn and to understand how to be a healer. I haven't had contact with her in years either. This is before I even knew anything. I didn't even know what metaphysics meant back then. So there is so much out there for us to learn. But you know what? Um, 
Speaking about that, I believe that I'm going to get into some of that next time. What I'm going to do is, so I don't get off track, I'm going to write this down and we're going to get into a little bit of these type of things, these subjects, because they're very, very interesting. I can't even tell you some of the things that she told me about. And at this time, I was like, I was a teenager. I was like 17 years old when I, when I knew these um, people, when I met them. Yeah, I was a teenager. I wasn't even 20 years old. So we'll get into some of that, and I will um, share with you some of the things that I learned from them and some of the things that they told me about. It's just a... Uh, a lifetime of knowledge that I've gotten from other people that allow me to put certain things together and come to my own conclusions. And then these, these uh, feelings that you get, these images that, that you get, just like when I was telling you about the, the foundation of that house. It wasn't like I could see anything with my eyes. I was just getting like these images, and that's where I saw later, it wasn't while I was there, it was later, that fire was involved. And what that says to me is there was a ritual going on. It doesn't mean that there was a big bonfire. It means that maybe there were some candles there, but it was something that caught the eye of probably police. Well, what in the heck? What's going on out there? And that's why the fences now. Because fire, that's a big deal. If there is somebody out there with a bonfire, with a candle, with torches, tiki torches, I don't care what it is, in a place where it shouldn't be, yeah, they're going to fence that place up fast. So uh, we'll get into some of that next time, which will probably be going to try for tomorrow. So I'll be, probably be able to do that tomorrow. I just got to do a little reading up about it and um, writing these things down. And I will um, share that with you guys. It's really, really, it's, it's uh, amazing, the things. Some of the things that are out there, some of the things that are significant in our lives that we might not even realize. Okay, so anyways... That's all I've got for now. Thanks so much for joining. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope that you will join me again tomorrow. All right. Everybody have a great Sunday. Hope the sun comes out later. Ciao.